Welcome to the Immeasurable Podcast at the Krishnamurti Center in Ojai, California. This series reflects upon Krishnamurti's work and how it directly impacts the listener. The invitation is to inquire together into the fundamental nature of our existence. Welcome back to the Immeasurable Podcast. I'm Leah Long. And this episode comes from discussions Krishnamurti had with teachers at Brockwood Park School, which he founded in England in 1969. These dialogues were turned into a book called A Flame of Learning. If you go back and listen to the previous episode titled Exploring Education, you'll hear Yap and Shailesh reference moments from these conversations in which Krishnamurti explores a teacher's relationship with both the school and with our colleagues and students. In this episode, Krishnamurti questions the nature of freedom and authority, the root of fear and violence, and the possibility of awakening intelligence and sensitivity to order. The teachers in Krishnamurti also go into the nature of inquiry itself and the necessity for clarity, observation, and communication. Krishnamurti challenges educators to look at the need for radical psychological change and to consider the possibility of such changes in all human beings. Krishnamurti said, seeing something very clearly and acting instantly is intelligence. Can we have that intelligence among ourselves first and then convey it to the student? You can find this quote in the book, A Flame of Learning, where you can read these dialogues in print. Visit store.kfa.org to order it now. I hope you enjoy the episode. This is a meeting between Mr. J. Krishnamurti and the staff only at Brockwood Park on September the 9th, 1976. I don't know quite how to begin this. We'll start it. See, there are three or four schools in India, one here, one in California, Ohio, and one in Canada, Vancouver. That makes four, three or four, five, six, seven schools. They're all their intention of this, the intention of these schools is to do you know what the intention is? Is to put these teachings which you have, some of you have heard or read to these students through their subjects through their academic learning. I don't know how far in India they have succeeded, I'm afraid of very little, not at all, almost. And here, you know what it is like, and in California we're just beginning, and so in Canada. What I'm trying to say is that we've got, in all these places, a group of teachers who are sufficiently, I think, interested in the whole 
project in the whole in the whole uh, operation of these schools. We have been trying for many years to make all these schools act as one unit, though they are legally uh, nationally different. Uh, trying to make all these schools bring a, to bring about in all these schools a feeling which doesn't exist anywhere else in the world that we're all together working for the same thing. And I think we're going to start when I go back to India now this winter. Teachers a gathering of teachers from all over India, teachers' seminar in Madras is going to be one. And we're going to see if it is possible to, to find out how, it, how to transmit or translate these teachings through their subjects to the students, whether it's possible. What do you say? You understand my idea? Hmm? That is, if we could all have the same, not this, have the same kind of teaching hmm? here, India, Oha, and Canada, it would be a marvelous thing. You understand what I'm trying to say? The same <coughs> the same uh, kind of teaching, the same kind of education through the schools. I wonder if I'm conveying anything at all. Emma? Did you mean something more than the same intention? We have to teach the ordinary subjects, right? That is essential because for various reasons which you don't have to go into. Can we, through the subjects which you have, every student has to go through, convey these teachings to them? I want to teach Say, if I'm a teacher in one of these schools, I'm a teacher of history, suppose I'm one. I would like to put these teachings, when I'm teaching the students, you understand what I'm talking about? <laughs> I think there's not a, I mean, even even amongst the teachers here, uh, and, and and as the as the space between us is larger, there's no there's no agreement on what the teaching is really. I mean, I, I shouldn't say no agreement. I'd say there is some disagreement 
as to uh, what the teaching is, and then of course there is uh, you know, the personal image. Uh, you know, it, go, it gets filtered through the personal image, and so that if you know, we very seldom do it here. Look, can we do this here? I'm going to be here for the next till October the 15th. And then I go to Rome, India. I've got a guarantee, almost a guarantee, from the Prime Minister of India that I can say what I want to say in India. Otherwise, I wouldn't go publicly. What, I, what I've been talking about in India for the last 50 years, I would still go on. On that condition, she has agreed the Prime Minister and I'm going. So I won't be put in prison or etc, etc. How, how shall we do this? How shall we transmit? If we all think these teachings are important, How should we transmit all this to the student? So that we, we have different kind of humanity that leave, leave the schools. You understand what I mean? Different kind of human being. When he leaves the school, he's not just like everybody else. I'm not being snobbish or trying to be super elite. But I think that's the intention of all these schools. Now, how should we do it? As teachers here, as staff, how shall we work together to bring this about? Well, if we are all clear about what the teachings are, it's bound to come about without any plan uh, from your, from what you've got inside you comes out your approach to the... But Mr. Joe says it's not very clear what we're talking about, what these teachings are. I, I think it may be clear, but there's not a consensus about it. Yeah, uh, it, it may be, one may feel that one is fairly clear. Oneself. All right, sir. Let us take, for example, one thing, freedom. Hmm? What's the meaning of that word, the nature, how shall we transmit to the student what the implications of that word are, which is responsibility, hmm? no authority, a sense of capacity to investigate in one's, in oneself and therefore investigate the world and so on, so on, impersonally, all that, all that we have been talking about, more or less. Now, how shall we do this? Take the first thing, freedom. Hmm? How shall we convey this to the student, in the subject that we are teaching them. You understand? Through the subject. How shall we do it? What, what we actually do here... I mean, uh, yes, go ahead. The, the, those who, uh, who have their area of responsibility, physics, chemistry, kitchen, office, garden, uh, for the most part, uh, I don't really know what uh, what someone does in mechanical drawing or in math. I don't really know. So ca can't we talk together over it? Huh? But we, we, act we don't actually do that. 
Suppose I teach history. I may be, <coughs> I may want, I may be um, interpreting the teachings in my own way and putting it through my study of history. And if I discuss it with you all, you might correct me. If all you say you are doing it wrong, old boy, change it, and we correct each other. You, and therefore, we, together we are building this thing. Doing this specifically with regard to the subjects or in our everyday relationships? Both, well. both, both. both. We discussed in our everyday relationship now for how many? Seven years, exhaustively. Uh, but there is, at least I may be guessing, but it seems to me there's a, an unknown area, which is what in the classroom, when you have to teach physics or geography, how that, I think, That's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to convey. What do we do in relationship living together? We've been through that. Not that we understand it totally, perhaps, but could we be more specific in these? Because not only the people in this room, but those other teachers and would-be teachers all over the world are asking you these questions in letters constantly. I know this. I know this. That's what I'm teaching of a particular. I'm asking: How will you? How shall we do this together? You know, some. Now, what shall we do? Come on, sir. Help, help. Let's help each other in this. We could attend each other's classes. Huh? We could attend each other's classes. I don't know. You so, <laughs> let's, let's should... find out. We could also meet uh, and discuss what we are actually doing in our classes and learn from each Can other. Can we do that? We do that now. I mean, that's what I, I want to do. That now. Can we do that now? 
what we would uh, like to accomplish in the classroom is having the student use his brain in a different capacity than he's used to, so that he has a feeling for what it means to think creatively or to not just uh, mechanically receive knowledge. I mean, that's just a tremendous task. Is that what you're uh, hinting at? That something in the actual teaching of the day-to-day maths, biology, etc., that our approach in these schools will be such that the, the uh, student's brain is uh, exposed to a, a different way of operation? You might do it in most proficient way. And I mightn't. Hmm? And by talking over with you together, with all of us as we're doing now, you might help me to, you follow, accelerate my own. <clears throat> it's not, it's not, I don't want to just accelerate how efficiently I pass the knowledge. That's just, that's, that's, uh, that's not quite the thing. I'm suggesting that instead of uh, worrying about the proficiency of our teaching, that right now we could individually say, uh, well, this is what I've been doing in my or life. This, how should I, you know, discuss it together? Because I'm going to face this problem when I go to India next month, no, in November. I'll be there 26th of November, October. I'll be faced with, with these teachers, hmm? there'll be many more than you, and other, other teachers who belong to other schools are coming. So I'll be faced with this, and uh, please help me <laughs> to solve this. Well, the best thing that uh, I can think of is to say, well, this is what I've been trying to do in my class, and maybe I haven't been doing it right, and I don't know whether that's of, of value, whether that's the kind of thing. There's a difficulty between uh, subjects like science and mathematics and uh, things like history and English literature. History and English literature, and to a certain extent geography, are dealing with human behaviour. So the direct approach is somewhat easier. Yes, sir. Let's take human behaviour. Now, how am I, in my class or, or outside the class, how am I going to convey this to them? Stop the students in front of you who are human beings and behaving in a certain way, and from there you go outwards to. At the end of it, I want them to behave in super excellence for the rest of their life. In history, it's easy to show that uh, stupid behavior causes destruction. Uh, those lessons in history are very clear. <laughs> Don't let's discuss theoretically. What shall we, how shall I, we do this? How am I, if I am a teacher in one of these schools, how am I to convey to the student what is behavior through my subject during the day? You follow the whole thing. You understand what I'm talking about? So how, help me, please. Let's talk it over together. The first step, I think, obviously, is that the way you structure your classroom. Uh, if you if you are acting as a an authority in the classroom, oh, then, 
and 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 you treat a student uh, at a lower level. Well, that's gone. Finished. Right. I mean, the, then no matter what the instruction, Joe, you killed it before you start. What's that? I say, if he uses the word structure, you've killed the whole thing oh, before then, you yeah. start. <coughs> what word would you use? I wouldn't use any word like that at all. Approach to it, or the attitude, or something like that. Right. Because structure is some a plan you make beforehand and try to adhere to. Mm -hmm. uh, don't want any structure in your teaching. Well, the, I, I, uh, maybe a better word is the relationship that you have with yeah, the students. If, like, relations with the student, if you, you're saying, if I start as a teacher, putting myself on a pedestal, hmm, and then below me, then it's finished, it's over. So that's the first thing you're saying, that relationship between these educator and the edu educatee or <laughs> should what should be non-authoritarian mm -hmm. now how do you convey to the student that feeling the real responsibility of that meaning you follow all that how do you convey this during the day and in the class isn't it all in our attitude and the way we speak, the way we present something? Uh, I know, but that attitude, but have you got it? Well, the teacher does have a certain authority in that he has the knowledge that. You yes, know. you're a yoga teacher. All right, you have you you know more than I do. Mm -hmm. I hope you do. Uh, then my. And if you exercise authority in the, in the sense that you are, you know, as a human being, you are much better than the student or put yourself on a pedestal, we lose our relationship, right? So, what shall I do? How will you show to me, I come to the school conditioned and all the rest of it, accepting authority, frightened of authority, and if you say there is no authority, the reaction to that, that I can do what I like. Hmm? I can say, oh, I'm not, you, I won't learn from you, you are stupid. You follow that reaction. So, how shall we meet it? We can learn to the student the difference between the uh, authority of simply knowing your subject, which is not in any sense a psychological or personal authority, you just happen to know. Yes, I, I, we all say all these things. <laughs> now, how, please. The first thing I do with new students each year is to talk exactly this kind of thing with them. What I understand by teaching and learning, and perhaps what they have understood in the past. Look here, sir. I go to India. I have talked in all these schools for months already hmm? about all this with the students, with the teachers separately, individually, and nothing has been. You follow? Nothing. Well, I can speak about me and. I'm just saying. So, what to prevent that nothing happening? You have got to do something. Well, I find, I have found that, to, that if teaching stems from anything, it is from relationship. Without that, 
He won't even understand. No, he won't even understand. How will you convey this to him and establish it in him, so that he tra- he lives that way? Why, why, why has nothing happened? Huh? Why has nothing happened with all your talks with the with the teachers? What? You, you say you spent so many months talking with the teachers and I don't think probably they're not interested in all this. They merely uh, want to earn a livelihood and help to everything else. I mean, so if I mean, we're in the same predicament, if we're if we have the students and we're trying to, that's what. How do we raise their interest then? The Christian G in any group, any class that I've taught, there's a great mixture, a great range, and some are, as you say very heavily conditioned, don't know what you're talking about, aren't interested. There are also those who are not like that, who are really interested in finding something out, and there's a great range in between. And so there is, there always is some way to start. And I make it very clear that I'm not interested in being a policeman or someone special, and that we all have an equality of importance, and that we all must do this together, and some of them respond to this very quickly, and some don't, but then it's not just me. There's a body of people. That's what I'm saying. As a communal thing, Mm -hmm. how do we together act or teach or whatever we do to establish in the student this, this feeling? When you say how, I don't mean how, I don't mean a method, a system, a structure. But still, in the situation, there may be no conflict in me, I have to handle things as they happen. But if you ask me, how do you do this, or what happens, I find it very difficult to put into words. Krishnaji, is it that um, we all come here, say we're in this as a school, and it's not a question of uh, individual subjects and individual people doing this, but that we've seen that there is a, a wholeness which we must work together, seeing the interconnection of all things, whether it's teaching, whether it's how you approach a person about misunderstanding something, that it's the wholeness of not only this place, but the world. Oh, I understand. Wow. What? And that is the personal and separative emphasis that has been given to education in our lives that has created this conflict and poor, beha- poor behavior to each other. And isolated individual separative teaching. So what? 
And that here you have a small nucleus of people who have, have seen. Oh, what's that? She's not feeling well. Sorry. Sorry, you're in pain? Yes. Help her. Press her neck something. Go and see Maria. It's okay. Just leave it alone. Don't talk. It's okay. Leave it, leave it. Leave but it. we're doing this. We've come together saying, look, this is necessary. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Take that. We, we come into the classrooms and we are conditioned ourselves by everything that's gone before us. And we have ideas about even what the subject is. And if you look at it more deeply, it's not very clear what mathematics is or what physics is. And in fact, it's just as important to see what the student thinks that subject is, and you may be wrong in what you think I turned it off, I thought it was bothering you. Not me. Ah. And so one may be wrong in thinking that one knows what physics or mathematics or history is as a subject. In fact, uh, one might have to learn just as much from the student about what, what the subject is that you are teaching them. And it's not a thing that we tend to remember when we're in a classroom. What do you mean by what? What are we going to learn from the student who comes here, 14, and, and Krishnaji said, completely conditioned? I mean, what is he going to tell me or she? Well, sometimes students who are very to begin with, I come in here completely conditioned as well. So I don't really see that great difference between that student and myself. But when you say completely conditioned, are you just using that as a phrase? No, I'm, I'm not using that as a phrase. I mean, I mean if, you, if you really saw your complete conditioning, <coughs> I mean, wouldn't that change it? Change the complete conditioning? Yeah. It would change the if fact that I was conditioned. It would, wouldn't it? I don't know about that. Do you? But wouldn't I don't know. I'm intending to, to describe subjective states within ourselves, which obviously bear on all this, but aren't we here to discuss what action we take with regard to teaching in the classroom? Naturally, all the rest of it is connected with that. But it seems to me that if we just try to estimate our own uh, understanding of the teaching or the states within ourselves in relation to that, 
we're going away from what I think is the intention, which is, how do you teach? Yes. How do you teach? Well, having uh, worked with Harsh, I would say that I don't think that he was talking about states uh, within himself, though we did get into conditional all of a sudden, but more, uh, what is the, the sense of the subject matter, the material, the relationship uh, in, of people to the material relationship of the, the subject to, to, to life, to what it's uh, amounted to or what they've seen in history or math uh, that made any sense to them in, in their daily behavior, the way that uh, things happen to them, the way things might happen to them. And, and it, it becomes a kind of a, a, a living uh, communication about it rather than something that's, uh, you know, so many numbers on the page. Uh, it becomes, they're, uh, ex you know, they expose what uh, it's meant and, and, and a new uh, mm, thing that is old in math but new and that it's being covered now uh, becomes uh, uncovered and discovered more or less for the first time that week or that day in the class. It's, it's uh, subject to what people think about it, what they, uh, what's happened to them, what uh, it means, uh, you know, what's going on in terms of that uh, phenomenon to them, and they, they begin to, to see it not as something foreign or separate. Well, does that examination in the classroom of one's own understanding and relationship with the subject, does that enhance the student's knowledge of, one, the subject, and two, the way that the teachings are involved in this? It would seem to me that that would, I don't know, possibly make for greater confusion in the, in the student. No, it seems like every subject arose by people looking at what is. And if right then and there you are looking at, at what is or attempting to, and that's, you understand where the elements of the subject come from with the student, then, then they see it too, you see it with them. And, uh, Eventually, you may, in fact, go through the whole history of the subject and the way the subject developed in the human brain. I'm not so sure that, that we're missing Krishnaji's point. I think we're getting very involved in the subject. I don't know whether Krishnaji is trying to explore what something am I, else. What am I trying to convey? Would you tell me? Well, I think you're particularly trying to convey... Uh, or. Ask um, how we are going to bring about the teaching in yes. the classroom, and the subject itself isn't. Uh, the subject medium. is important, but it's it's not of prime importance. It's, it's just the medium. medium. Yes. The medium. Look, Hersha, Look, I want to talk. I'm very interested in freedom. Mm -hmm. To me, that's the greatest importance, etc., etc. Now. I would like to, con to teach the student this, with all the implications of behavior, responsibility, relationship, all that's involved in it. I like to convey this to the student, and I want him to live it as I'm trying to live it, so that we both are on the same level in discussing with each other, we understand each other, and so on, so on. I want to know how to do this. 
how in the sense, not a method, how to do it. All right, I'll call it a method. How, how shall I do it? What you're, what you're describing now it seems to me where you start, where you meet someone. I'm, I'm doing it now. I'm and doing you, it with you. And you talk to them. And you no, how, tell me what I come new. I'm very interested as a teacher, as an educator in this idea. Hmm? Really, it thrills me, gives me a tremendous feeling that's great importance. But I don't know how to convey this to him. You understand? Tell me what to do. But I asked you. This is our problem, I'm putting it all up, not to him only. So I'm, please tell me, help me in my classroom and outside, what, how to convey this this immense feeling about freedom. With all these, you know, things involved in it, not just freedom, just climatory. I don't mean that. Freedom means discipline, no authority, a, a real relationship, all that's involved in it. How? Tell me, how am I to teach him? At lunch, how am I to teach him? Or when I go out for a walk with him, with the student. Or when I am teaching a subject, and I'm I'm interested in this. In teaching a subject, I want to convey this to him. He's got to feel thoroughly at home with me. <coughs> I don't know, sir. I don't know how to do it. Tell me. <laughs> Well, it can be done in one or two ways. It can be done subtly or overtly. You explain what you're going to do, first of all. You're not You're not telling me. You're not teaching me. I want to learn from you. You can learn, first of all, what it's not. Right? You can learn, first of all, what is, what is not freedom. Tell what me. Don't tell me, please. Don't... Tell me, I come here, please, I come here as a new teacher, and you have heard this poet, this chap for many years, and I, I'm really deeply interested in this idea of freedom with all the things involved in it. And I, I want to convey this to this student, not only in the classroom, but when he's it's outside. What? Show me how to do it. Have you got a book about it? No, please listen. Have you got a book about it? What to do? Because we are going to compile a book. <laughs> I want to do it with somebody who says, let's sit down and go through this thing, step by step. Huh? Yes. You understand? But you can't write a book on. Huh? You can't. You can't write a book. Oh yes, I can. No, no, going, no, we are together going to write a book about it. On teaching, but not on. Ah, Through the through the subject and outside the classroom and in the classroom to con to teach this to the student, to the teacher as well as to the how to do this. 
classroom, do you mean that uh, because they're all sitting in the classroom and it's 11 o'clock time to study mathematics that you talk about freedom? Or are you saying through studying <coughs> mathematics, you bring in... Both, both. I talk to them before the class. I want to find out how you do it. Before I begin with the subject, I talk to them about freedom for five minutes, ten minutes. And then enter the subject, go into the subject and say, look, let's work this out, the subject, hmm? what is involved in teaching and how to teach through the subject this idea of freedom. Huh? Doesn't, it, doesn't it thrill you to do this? Huh? Oh, come on. <laughs> I'll tell you one small part of it. Students come often with a big hang-up about mathematics, with a particular example. They feel that poor... They feel I hate mathematics. Yes, yes, I understand. They don't want to take it, or they feel they should, but they won't like it. There in their lives, is an area of conflict immediately, and they are aware of it, or they can be made aware of it very quickly. Mathematics is a subject based, or about order, it's a subject of order, which is the beginning of freedom. And they can quite often understand what if they can imagine, perhaps, what a thing it would be to resolve this particular black cloud in them, that they always feel I ought to know mathematics, but it's the most terrible thing. So, <coughs> so let's try this. Before I talk mathematics, knowing, to the, knowing that boy hates mathematics, I would, I would say, look, get, let's forget, let's see if you can't get over this fear. Fear. Forget about mathematics. So I would tackle that. How, what to do with that boy who is frightened of mathematics. Right? So I said, you must be free from it. My, I have a feeling that he must be free from it, otherwise life becomes a bore, frightening thing. So I said, all right, I'm going to help that boy to be free of fear of mathematics. Hmm? How? Tell me. Let's discuss it. I get them to express to me what they feel about it, and perhaps then go on a bit how does that, how does this come about? Yes, go, teach, help me to write a book together. Oh, for the love of... Huh? Do you understand what I'm talking about? I understand what you're talking about, but... Can we do I have it? some... What is it? Doubt. What is the doubt? Out with it. Well, physics I know. Huh? To a certain extent. Uh, that is, I have no problem going into class and day after day after day uh, with the with the mechanical part of physics. Yes. You know, uh, if I want to teach O-level physics in order for people to get into university, you know, this, the, the state provides me with a tremendous list of materials which I know quite thoroughly. I can go in and we can discuss them. Uh, in, in, in a sense, it's very rigid. Now, but when we... Uh, when, when I try to... Uh, you know, when we deviate from that, you know, you can always stay right on that, and, and none, none of the teachers here have any trouble with that part of it. 
But then the question is, what happens when, uh, when we want to, you know, uh, we see a little area there. Well, maybe this has something to do with freedom. Uh, maybe this has something to do with authority, uh, order. Yes, yes. Uh, there is, a, you know, for me, some doubt as to whether this... You know, so, you have, already, you have helped me to write a book. So, you're, you're showing how to do it. That there is a doubt, there is a certain uncertainty, and we examine that. Let's examine that. You, you find... Sorry, can, can you write a book on how to be intelligent? That's what we are trying to be, do. There is, I believe there is a book called The History of Stupidity. <laughs> All the Sankhsa used to talk about it. Oh, no, the whole volume of it, how human, be, how human beings behave through stupidity and so all the rest of it. Now we are trying to write a book, How to Be Intelligent, hmm? in the classroom and outside the classroom. Many of us have been around uh, around Rockford for two or three years. Uh, we've read your your books and teachings for even longer. I think none of us have any problem in uh, understanding in, in understanding the words. None, none at all. We we would quickly come to yes, we would practically you're, guess. You're all fully intelligent, right? Go on. So we have that part of it pretty well down. Now, so that. Uh, if all you mean by teaching uh, freedom uh, in the classroom is is to get a student to equally be able to repeat those words, there's no problem. I know, of course. There's no problem. That is stupidity. At, right. <laughs> and I think what we're all balking at uh, as a group is that uh, you know, we recognize there is a difference between knowing what is said about freedom of course, and having that freedom. Yes. Being. Yes. I understand now. Proceed from there. Well, we have that doubt. Well, at least I can say I have that doubt. Doubt about what? Well, like if you say to spend five minutes at the beginning of class talking about freedom. Huh? I mean, what, what do I know about freedom? I mean, except... Learn about it, for God's sake. By talking you learn from yourself as well as from the student. I don't... Does, may I put the question differently, does the educator want to learn with the help of the student as well as with the help of others what freedom is in the class and outside the class? Learn so that he himself, you know, boils with it. Let's do it now.
Do we want to learn about it? Hmm? From the student, in teaching, in talking about it to the student, I am learning, learning about it. Hmm? Therefore, it's affecting my life. Hmm? Right? So, what's a, I come here as a new teacher and I want to learn about it. Please tell me. <coughs> Help me. No, no, it's not very. It's not at all happening. It is actual. I want to learn about it hmm? as a teacher. And for God's sake, help me. I like. I like when I've read a few pages and I listen to the chapman. I know what it means. But I want to go into it much more. It thrills me. It gives me enormous sense of importance. The thing itself, not me. So, to help me. And you keep quiet. To find out, learn. Because you're going to convey to the student. I don't. I have no sense to think that I'm, uh, you know, a totally adequate teacher. But, but I don't have. Any conflict uh, in the student situation? Look, I come, come, I come to you. <coughs> I come to you as a new teacher. I co- to you all. I co- meet Joe, Mr. Joe, for the first time. There, here. I say, look, Mr. Joe, what the devil does he mean by freedom? Help me. And I want, as I am a teacher, I want to convey this to you. Show me how to do this. Hmm? What? Well, I could, uh, I could come to you as. I ca- we are now doing it. Do it now. I could. Come. We are doing it now. Yeah, well, I come to you as a staff member of a of a school that bears your name, and I ask you to to teach me. I'm, I'm teach really. About it. I'm. <laughs> Don't turn the tables on. That's not. That's not. Don't turn the tables on. That's not quite fair. Uh, that's not quite fair. No, it is. No, no. I, you, you have been here. My stated uh, case. You have been here for four, three, seven years, and you know much more about it than I do. I come here as a new teacher, and I say to you, Mr. Joe, I am really very deeply interested in this. Hmm? Tell me what it means in your life. What it means. How do you convey this to the student in the class and outside the class? Tell me about it. Teach me. I want to learn. You have been at this five years and I've just begun. One thing is the the distorted ideas. One thing thing is the distorted ideas that a student can have, that a teacher can have. Give me the ideas. Feed me with something. I want to learn. <laughs> you start off with all the things I, I think that are non-freedom. There's examples of authority, and they're right in the classroom, they're right in front of you. 
And if you go into those, you can see how they look away from any kind of freedom. So you learned about videotape, didn't you? Took time, took you know all that went into it thoroughly, and you know now how to do it properly. In the same way, can't we do this thing? That's mechanical, I know. Huh? I will be, wait. I'm. I'm not sure. I am not at all sure. So is it, isn't the problem rather, in fact, a mechanical one? No, there is a mechanical thing he has learned. Perhaps if we apply the same capacity to learn, yes. to learn, yes. then we'll help each other. But in looking at what uh, isn't right... Look, Ted, are you willing to learn from me, who have lived here for seven years, have heard the our teachings and so on, so on, so on. I'm I'm little more acquainted with than you, who come here for the first time. And I, you ask me, look, what does he mean by it? How do you do this in the classroom, and how do you do it outside? Tell him. You follow? I'm looking at a specific point, but I think it, you could correct me. But it seems like a real point that some of the issue in the in the actual problem of what isn't freedom is in fact quite mechanical. That I agree. Right. Therefore, there is a great deal of uh, the intellect is greatly <clears throat> great mechanical part. We must utilize the great mechanical uh, reasoning part and go beyond it. But you won't even do the reasoning part first. I'm asking you, teach me the reasoning part of it, which is mechanical. Huh? It, it seems that you don't, uh, you can't set up a mechanical situation to learn even mechanical things. No, it is not. I am doing it now, sir. <laughs> well, it's got to start with that. I mean, to be interested in freedom, you have to have some understanding of what freedom is. Te teach me. Teach me. I, I'm here for the... F You've got to have the freedom to, to ask and to reveal your point of view. I'll ask you. What do you mean by freedom, sir? You have heard this man. You, you have thought it out. You have worked at it perhaps for the last seven, three or four, five, seven years. And what do, I'm new to it. What does he mean? Tell me. Teach me. I am. I am asking you. <laughs> you don't. Don't. Asking you, though. I would ask you, what do you know? Then we'll I will start. tell you. And then we'll start from there. I will tell you, but I want you to help. <laughs> no, no, you as a student or the new teacher. You are teachers. I am a student. I right. put myself in that position. As a student, I say to you, please, you have been here for seven years or three years or whatever number of years you have been, please help me to understand this thing. Okay, well, if you as a student, you've come, a new student perhaps, you've come to this place with an image of this wonderful, perfect place. Teach me okay. what I do. And to me, and very soon after getting here, the new students almost invariably come up against what they see as uh, rules and regulations to inhibit freedom. So immediately you have a situation. So, all right, I come here 
and I see rules and regulations. Yes, so you you help me to understand that. Help me, teach me. See, I'm willing to learn why you have rules or why you don't have rules. Why? The rules that exist are there to, to create the basic order from which... I said, why should you have basic order? When you talk about freedom, why should you have basic order? So, you help me. So, what is order? Huh? You do it all the time. We do it, you do it when you're talking to the students all the time. We go into order, we go into freedom. But it seems it has to, uh, it has to hit a nerve or what have you that goes beyond the verbal. I mean, we said just now. We said as he learned from uh, learned how to work the videotape machine camera. It is a great deal of mechanical process involved in it. But the essence. But he wanted to learn about it. Hmm? Wait, 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 wait. Do you want to learn? As he wanted to learn about the videotape camera, do you want to learn about freedom? Learn. Reason, using your intellect, driving it, finding out for all the things involved in it, which is a mechanical process. Are you willing to do that? I would talk to the students that way. They want to learn about all this. And if not, why not? Wait, wait, I want, then I begin to find out who wants to learn. Well, no. perhaps that's, that's more of uh, essential. To, huh? if, they, if they are not interested in this question, to find no. out. I, please, I want, to, I, I want them to learn. Hmm? Learn my, whatever the subject is. But first I want them to learn this about this also. So, I, I look around and say, why aren't, why aren't you interested in learning? There's something wrong with you if you don't learn. What's wrong? I would go into it, you see. So you, I come to you as a new teacher, or a, and I say to you, I've been here for some time, I want to learn, teach me what you have learned. Huh? Well, students always want to learn, but they don't always want to learn what you want to teach them. No, they want to learn I, I come them. here. No, no, don't pass the buck. I've come here as a teacher, wanting to learn from you all who have a little more experience than I've had, and please help me to learn what you have already gathered. Tell me about it. I can. I will show you. Well, then, if I'm not interested, because I might feel that it's another theory, would no. I not, if example or 
would I not be more, um, learn more by that? <laughs> by an example. <coughs> by, by being, if, say, I see someone serious. By, by an example, the same thing. Yeah. I said, don't, don't learn from examples. Then you are caught. Then you are merely imitating. Or being stimulated, which is fatal, which is like taking a drug. I would go into it. I would, you follow? Start with where you may be at that moment, which is the non-interest. Because if a, if a student isn't interested, they're very Don't, non-interested. Look, interest and forget the student. Interested. Forget the student for the time. I am the new teacher. I'm going to stick to that. I'm the new teacher here. You have lived here for seven years, six years, four years. Please help me what to learn what you have learned. But in the face of everything that's happening in this, uh, the surface of this earth, you know, all, all the conflicts, etc., are you so sure that teaching the traditional subjects, math, physics, chemistry, art, literature... May not. Is that may so not. important? May not be. Well, unless we, as a group, as a... As that's a group, what I'm asking you. As the... A social uh, structure, to use that word if I may, as the social structure is as it is now, to get a job, to get a position, I need some kind of degree. Yeah, but so what? I, I, I'm at the end of two years, I say, I don't want to go through all that mill. Hmm? I'm done, right? I, I want to abolish so I don't want to enter all that. Therefore, I'll find... You, you help me to be intelligent, to deal with life. You follow? One still to learn how to use the brain. What? One still has to learn how to use the brain. Quite. Don't... No, I'm saying... Shakuntala, please listen to me. What are you going to do with me as a teacher here? You've been here five years, right? Teach me. Help me to understand what you have learned. Stick to it, not any other. Don't go off the subject. Because I, I am new. I'm going, I've got to face tomorrow, when, uh, when at the end of September, whole school. In the meantime, I want to learn from you, quickly. Well, I have to start from what you know. Already. I don't know a damn thing about it. I've come here because I'm very interested what you're all trying to do. I don't know what you're trying to do, but I think you're doing something here. And I'm interested. I've read a few books, but that's nothing about all this. And I come here. And you, I say, please, what have you learned? And help me to learn what you have learned. It's a very simple question I'm asking you. Three years ago, I came here in exactly that position, thinking people here with a great deal of understanding, much more than me, I want people to talk to me, to help me. What happened? Nothing. Therefore, why? And then absolutely nothing, until you began such talks. And suddenly I felt, well, this is what I'm here for, something's happened. Death. But out of that arose my understanding that, in fact, really, probably nobody could tell me anything, essentially. Nobody could teach me how to teach. And that 
and that really I was completely unknown in that, I in an essential way. Look, and that gave me tremendous I, freedom. Yes, therefore, you are saying you didn't learn from anybody from this group when you first came. Hmm? Why? Because this is what I felt. Yeah. Uh, why? I felt then. No, no, I want to know why. What I'm trying to Because people didn't feel adequate to help me. About students. Well, this was early on, before students had come. In this no, I mean, the students would be in the same position. Oh, absolutely. Yes, but yeah. you have to tell them. Once it began, I was on my own. I began, and things worked. Things no, you see, you're a new teacher. I'm an old teacher here. Hmm? When you come, it's my responsibility to see that you understand something of what we're doing. My responsibility. That's what I thought. If I, if I don't do it, I fail in my responsibility. I'm putting myself in that position. Are you failing in your responsibility? Teach me now. I don't nothing with you. I know. Tell me. You have been here for six years or five years. What have you learned? And help me to learn. And you keep quiet. What's up? Are you asking, huh? Are you asking, as a new teacher, help me to face the class when the term starts? Yes, term starts. Right. In not only the term in the school, in the class, but also outside the class. Yes. And, and you you have, have talked, you have listened to this man about freedom, and I'm really interested in that freedom. Hmm? You have so before I meet the class. Tell me what to, how am I to understand this freedom and help me how to teach this thing in the class. I made this very clear. Well, if you're really interested in the freedom, then the whole thing is done. But that's no answer, no. Brian. We do tend to say, well, if you understand, it will happen. This, this doesn't. I mean, it's true, <laughs> but it doesn't help talking about it. It's a conversation stopper, if I may say so. Well, the only way I've learned since I've been here is through religion. I'm not interested in what you have learned. Teach me. You see, you're going off the point. I'm... I tell you that when the students... I'm the teacher. I, I, I know. I'm Stick to that one thing, logic. I'm talking to you as though you were a new yeah, teacher. Yeah, that's right. When you, the new students confront you, or you confront them, I'd tell you that you'd probably find that they're afraid of you. They're so looking upon how you as did a you get over? How did you get over that fear between you and the student? You have to start what, off by how showing did you establish, them. How did you establish the right relationship? By showing them that... I'm just as conditioned as they are, and that I'm not a person of authority, that I'm the same as them, so, that I want to learn with them. So you have, you have taught me one thing, which is to come off my pedestal, hmm? which is a great thing you have taught me just now, right? And 
do I, do I learn it, or just a verbal statement which I have accepted? And therefore, help me. I'm, I'm frightened of them too. Of course. <laughs> well, then you have to show them because that will help. Same thing. Well, then in our relationship this way, we learn together. Oh? In our relationship with one another, we establish something relating. <coughs> what do you mean by relation? I don't understand. This I've come here. No, what do you mean by relationship? I, I've understood what she said. She said, come off your pedestal when you are teaching. You are no longer on the pedestal, whether in the class or outside. She has taught me something which I've learned. I want to learn from you. So she's taught me that. But Joe, I see that how very important that is. Am I capable of doing it? Hmm? You follow? Am, am I really interested in this relationship? What is that relationship when I'm off the pedestal? I have been on the pedestal with other schools and other places. Here you are asking me to come off the pedestal. I'm going, I must find out the implications of that, right? Which is relationship with boys, with this class. What does it mean? What do you mean by relationship? You use that word. It's admitting that we're both learning. What do you no? What do you mean by relationship? You use that word. You have used all of you that word very easily. I want to. What do you mean by that really word? I know I'm related to my wife. Huh? We quarrel. We have. I love her, or I. I can't stand her. Or I'm putting up with her. I, I know all that, but you are using it in a different sense, apparently. So please tell me what it means. See you. I'm writing. You follow, sir? Interaction, communication between people. No, communication. Do I communicate? How do you communicate with me huh? as a new teacher? <coughs> right? How do you communicate with me? I don't know you. Hmm? I meet you at a dining room or talk with her, but actually I don't know. So how do you establish this relationship? I'm learning. As a staff member. The basis of my coming is here. I want to learn and I actually all that. So help me to understand when you use the word relationship. What do you mean by it? Not only verbally, for logically, but also as you talk about it, I feel the depth of what you are saying, or the superficiality of what you are saying. Try to find out and get to know you. And I want to know what you mean by that word relationship. I know what relationship generally means, because of my wife, my father, and all the rest of it. I understand that. But you are using it in a totally different way, which is, after coming off the pedestal, hmm, I've come off the pedestal, 
And you say, then you have a relationship. Hmm? What do you mean by that? What takes place? Convey it to me in words, when I'm off the pedestal. Or concern, huh? Huh? but there's a concern for the other person, a care. Caring. So, are you saying relationship means concern? concern yeah, it's <laughs> You're teaching me. I'm a new teacher here, so help me. So, what do you mean by concern? I'm very concerned about my wife. When she's ill or when she etc. etc. I'm very concerned. Is that what you mean? But I mean I'm concerned because you're coming here to Brockwood and uh, you're going to be a part of all this. <coughs> and so I'm concerned that you, I'm concerned. please is you use the word I've come off the pedestal. I know what it means to come off the pedestal. I've learnt it. Hmm? You understand? I'm off the pedestal. Then you've used the word relationship. When you are off the pedestal, you have a different relationship with the students, with people. Now, what does it mean? You teach, help me to understand it. Doesn't it mean that you are able to learn together? Learn together, yes. What about? About the subject as well as... I want to... No. I want to know, after coming off the pedestal, what the relationship means and how am I to translate in the class as well as outside the class what that word implies. Combined students wish to put you back again. They yes. try to put you back. Now, what do you do when they try to put you back on? I won't be put back. I understood. I I am fairly intelligent. I I see the logic of it. I see the reason, the substance, the meaning of of coming off the pedestal. I've I've smelt it. I've tasted it. I I understand it. You can't budge me. I won't go back on the pedestal at any price. So I'm out of that. But you use the word responsibility. And I want to know what that means. Relationship, you mean? Relationship to what? Responding. I've responded to my wife. I know what that means. You are using the word differently, apparently. Or you're using the word in the accepted traditional meaning, which is response, having a relationship with my wife. Sexual, uh, dislike, irritation, all the rest of it. Is that what you mean? And interest in the in the particular student. Relationship. She said concern. She said concern. One of the things. Oh, concern. I say, I'm concerned about my wife. An interest in the well-being of that particular. So, am I interested in my? Concern with my wife that she should be well? Hmm? Are you putting the same relationship as I have with my wife? Why this you student? The wife into it? These are students. 
I'm I'm asking you. I'm that is I'm asking you. How, don't say why do I bring the student? No, I bring no. I please listen. I bring my wife into it because I'm only I only know that relationship. You you. Huh? I don't know. I only. You are introducing something else. I want to find out what is it you are introducing. I only know one kind of relationship with my wife and my family, with my children, or my father and mother. What is it? That narrow, limited relationship. When I am off the pedestal, you tell me you have a different relationship with the student. I say, what do you mean by that word? You have interest in the thing itself. What? There is interest in the thing itself, in whatever it is you are investigating, rather than in the use of the subject to gain a success. Are you saying to me? Its motive is. Yeah. Are you saying to me? In your relationship with your family, there is a motive. Here, there is no motive. That, listen, you have taught me something. Here, you say, when I am off the pedestal, there, there is a relationship between all of us and the student in which there is no motive. Right? Is that what you mean? Yes, now, you have learned that, have you? You are teaching me that. Hmm? So I say, my friend, are you without a motive? Huh? What do you mean by a motive? I'm using the word wanting to learn. You see that? That's... No, no, don't go back to that. I want to know what you mean by motive. I have a motive when I with my family, money. I have to support. I have to have. Money. Here you have suddenly introduced a word, no motive. My God, it is a tremendous thing you you are talking about to do something without a motive. Are you here? With, uh, wait, are you here without a motive? I'm questioning you because I'm questioning myself. If you are without motive, my God, that's the greatest thing that you could teach me. So I've learned two things: of the pedestal. A relationship with my students, with others, in which there is no motive. I have a motive. I want to learn, and I want to teach. Ah, that's a difference. I'm using the motive in the sense uh, a, a cause. Uh, huh? No, uh, ego enhancement. Out of self No self-interest. Let's use that. You let's use that instead of that word motive. No self self-interest. Wait, 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 wait. You have, no, we'll come to that. You have no, do, I want to be clear, precise in this thing, because you are teaching me something enormous, which is, <laughs> I've lived as a teacher in other schools, and also I've also lived at other places on a pedestal, and you have knocked that out of me. Hmm? Completely, I won't be put on a pedestal by anybody. 
because I see it's, a, it's stupid. That's established. I, I look at it. So that I'm never on a pedestal, even though I'm sitting on a platform, never. Then you have taught me respond in that coming off the pedestal, my relationship to students, to everybody else is different. Now, you say that really in that relationship is implied no self-interest. Huh? What does that mean? Teach me, what does it mean? I must have money for clothes, food and shelter. That's the motive. A self-interest. It's not a motive for teaching here. Huh? It's not a motive for teaching no, here. No, wait, wait, wait. I must find out what you, what you mean by a motive. Self-interest. Huh? No status. I'm off the pedestals, so I accept that right away. Status means positions, huh? platform, up, gone. I have no status. I'm coming to the point, self-interest. <coughs> Surely there's no self-interest in the requirements of food, shelter and... All right, that, you said that's not self-interest, that's a necessity. Now, where else is there self-interest? Teach me. Teach me. I'm new here. You have, fr you have been here some time. Psychological self. The self in the psychological sense is not being fed All right. by this procedure. So you are saying in the psychological sense. What do you mean by that? I mean that as a teacher it's quite possible to get quite an egotistic kick. You are teaching me. Yes. Bear in mind. Tell me, what do you mean by psychological self-interest? Maybe I get a, a sense of, um, I get a pleasure out of the, the students liking me, not looking up to me, we're talking about that. So that you are saying, be careful, huh? you are telling me, be careful not to be caught in this uh, interest in the, the students liking me and Therefore, forming a group around myself. Hmm? Is that what you're saying? So, that's one of the symptoms of self-interest. All right. I watch it. I've learned that. See, you're... you're, you're at last, I've, I've got you down now, pinned. So, you're saying, be careful in, at Brockwood, in your class outside, not to form a group, huh? group which will, which will, in which you become the important entity. Hmm? So you taught me something. It's another form of the pedestal that is already. I, therefore, I'm learning. It's another form of status. Mm -hmm. So, Joe, I thought I was free of status, but you have taught me something else. So I'm, I must be very watchful now. Huh? You have taught me that to be watchful. Right. Next thing is, what do you mean by self-interest? That's only one of the symptoms, right? What? What else? <coughs> well, there's a, there, there is a problem that may arise. I don't go, give me, teach me. Say no one wants to teach chemistry, mm -hmm. but yet they want to be at Rockwood. 
for what all is going on here. So that they would have to perhaps teach chemistry, they themselves having no interest in it. Yes, but, but that... Now, is that teaching no, then I, chemistry? No, I'm interested, I'm interested in teaching whatever I'm interested in. Um, no, I said I am interested in teaching physics or mathematics, whatever it is. Then I'm, say, I'm asking you, what is self-interest apart from forming a group around myself and therefore putting myself in a different status? I've understood that. Now, tell me further, what is self-interest? Self-interest may also be choosing a particular area that you feel you're good at and you're not doing, and rejecting other areas there may be no need for. All right. Are you telling me, look, you are responsible not for a particular job or a particular activity, you are responsible for the whole thing? Huh? Is that what you mean, lacking self-interest? Huh? Wait, wait, I've learned something. Of the pedestal means group for all that, and also it means don't be caught in your own little capacity, hmm? and therefore exaggerating that capacity and giving yourself self-importance, which means you must be int- take interest or responsible for the whole thing. When you see a piece of paper on the garden, pick it up. When you see the toilet going, hmm? you are responsible for the whole thing. Right, I I don't quite capture it. Hmm? I'll get it. I don't know quite what you mean by it. Responsible for the whole thing. Cooking, if if necessary, I'll go and help there. Uh, if, If I can teach mathematics when you are ill or when you are absent, I hope I learn mathematics, I'll teach that, and so on. I feel responsible for the whole thing, like in a submarine, every sailor is responsible for the whole submarine. Hmm? Right? Is that what you're telling me? That's second thing. I'm going to ask you presently, are you doing it? Are you telling me verbally? Because I'm very keen, you understand? I'm fresh, I'm boiling with this thing. Don't dampen me, destroy me. Oh, my dear chap, you'll get used to all this. It's a damn boy. We have lived here for seven years. You'll, you'll pipe down. <laughs> the flames will go out of your presence. I don't want you to destroy my flame. You won't destroy it because I'm boiling with this thing. So, I understand what that means. The simile is right. In the submarine, I was told, from the captain down to the lawyers, must know the whole works. Because if something happens to the captain, hmm, the left and, and so on down, they must know the workings of it. Right? I understand. Go on. I've captured the meaning of that. Now, what else self-interest? I am very careful, I'll show you. 
about my dress, clothes, how I look, how I behave. I'm very keen. I'm not self-interested in that sense. I'm very orderly. You follow? Uh, yoga, certain, you, I'm, I'm built that way. Hmm? My room, my, I keep, is that self-interest? Huh? Why? The whole place to function, you need that order. I know people who are very tidy, who are huh? totally full of self interest. What? I know people who are very tidy, very orderly, and are totally full of self interest. And that's what I'm asking you. So, what does self interest mean? Huh? If we were to assume, uh, if we were to merely assume that we had no self-interest, uh, I come here to learn about this. Please, I'm not. I don't question you whether you are self-interested. I'll come to that later after you. I'll follow. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to leave you alone. Say so you learn that old boy and you go on. But I want to find out from you whether you are doing it or just. Um, Telling me things, stories. Isn't the same question in another way? Are you? Do you feel totally responsible for this place? Isn't it the same thing? Yes, sir. That's one answer. of the things. You said, "Look, no pedestal." Hmm? <clears throat> that implies, don't form a group around yourself. Hmm? Either here among the staff or with the students, so that gives you a, a pedestal, a position, a status. I've understood that. I'll go into it much more with you later. Later, the next is self-interest. You say, what is what is further self-interest? No motive, hmm? right? I I'm, I see the implications, the meaning, and the significance of it. I'm, I've just caught it. I'm coming back to it later, and also. When you have no motive, you have no self-interest. I say that's a tremendous thing you are asking me. My God, huh? It's like giving me a tremendous kick. Suddenly, say, if you are going to, you have to learn to be with self without self-interest. Hmm? Learn. You have shown me self-interest means being. To have no self-interest means be concerned with the whole thing, right? Like in a submarine. That's a very good simile. I'll stick to that for the time being. I don't know if the submarine people, I have, some of them have told me. I used to know an admiral at one time and he told me about it. Every submarine is taught every job or they're responsible for the whole thing. If anything happens to anybody, he must take his place. So I understood that. Are you self? Are you without any self motive, self interest? Are you palming off this on me? Because I'm gullible, new, fresh, and you say, "Boy, you mustn't be without any self interest." We may have it, but don't you? Have So I want to find out what it means. 
learn from you. It's a tremendous thing you've asked me, you've taught me. No motive, and therefore no self-interest. All right, I'll work at that. Then what else? What have you learned? Come on, sir. <coughs> you use the word responsibility uh, and relationship. You haven't conveyed that to me yet. I don't, I'm not, I haven't learned from you what it means. Do you mean love? Do you mean I must care? All right. How, what do I mean by caring? What do you mean by caring? Caring how you dresses, how you eats, how you sleep, the room, what kind of taste he has, all that's implied in that, don't you? Huh? Huh? All that's implied. It also implies what you used to speak of as the art of listening. Yes, I'm, I'm, you're teaching me. <laughs> this, this is a very so, wait, that's what I'm coming to. Are you care? Do you do you, <clears throat> you then you're telling me when you are teaching we have learned how to care. Care for his body, care for the <clears throat> how he behaves, care for how the taste, good taste, hmm? in clothes, in hmm? right? All right, that's enough for this one. I learned another time when we meet on Saturday, I'm going to learn more. But I return as a teacher, new teacher, I say, here are a group of you for the last five are you without? Are you on a, without a pedestal? Huh? Or are you telling me to behave without a pedestal? You yourself are a pedestal. I have a right to ask. So, are you on a pedestal? And no status, that means no group of students only you know, group, etc. We're all we're act you're all acting as one body. Right? Are you? And no motive. And response, uh, responsibility, which means you are care. Do you, are you paying complete attention, care to the boy, how he behaves, what he does, how he washes his feet and puts on clean clothes, his, his taste in clothes and curtains, carpets? Huh? Are you? 
Oh, you know what I mean by taste good. Yes, good taste. What is good taste? I am asking you to ask me. I'll tell you. <laughs> so you, I am asking you of you, after five, seven, six, four, two years here, <coughs> telling me that you have learnt all this, or are learning, not have learnt, are learning about all this. It's more accurate to say we are learning than we are learning. Huh? It's more accurate to say that we are learning. That's what. So, so we are all together learning, right? Would you be accurate? Huh? You are learning, and I, as a new teacher, am learning. So, I don't criticize you or you criticize me, but we are learning. But I point out to you, which is not criticism. I wonder if you follow. You are right to point out. Look, old boy, you are you are not caring. And I am in a position because I want to learn. Therefore, you have a right to criticize me. And I and because you want to learn, I have a right to criticize you. Right. I, that's what I want to know, which means point out. Which means I won't be hurt if you point out to me, look, you're not caring, whatever that may mean, we'll go into that. You're not caring. I w- when you point out to me, I won't be hurt because I'm learning. And therefore, you're not learning. So don't tell me to learn. And not get hurt, and you <laughs> get hurt. So we have written a lo- book, sir. You understand? This is what I want to do together, right? That we write a book together, the Brockwood book. I know. I really seriously mean because we're going to do this in India. I'm going to do this all together, collect all the material, put it in. You follow? Right, sir? Is it time to stop? So we meet Saturday hmm, to pick up where we left off, please. Response, uh, relationship means responsibility. Responsibility to what? For whom? And you said no motive, no self-interest. Therefore, you are teaching me as a new teacher that I must have no desire for a position here, a status here, a 
gathering my own group and self all that I, that's a tremendous thing you, for me to learn for hmm? right sir that means i'm i'm totally out of the world hmm? right out of the world hmm for the world is full of self Are you asking me to be a monk? Huh? Well, have you been listening? Huh? So, have you been listening so far? That that actually hasn't been the implication, but uh, it's been more that in a real relationship uh, that we've been talking about with you as a new teacher. Yes, sir. We're, we're I'm asking you. Are you asking me uh, to be a monk? We're asking you to relate uh, much more. So that I am, because I am out of the world. All this implies I am out. I am no longer belong to the world, which is full of self-interest, full of status, hmm? position, prestige, platforms, and motives. Right? To you are asking me to be out of all that. You're not, you're not asking me. That will put me outside the world, right? Right? Are you out of the world? Are you, you say, of course. Are you also doing the same thing as me? I'm not doing it, I'm learning it. I'm working at it. Why can't that be done in the world? I don't say it can't be done in the world. I said that's what the world is. I may, when I, I may leave this, this place and say, by you, these people are just talkers, and I'll go there and fight the world. Because I see what you say is true. That's the way to live for me. And if I want to live that way, I see what you say is so highly intelligent, so true. And I want to live, live intelligently. I, that's why I'm here as a teacher. Chapter one. <laughs> I think we'll stop, don't you? I hope I'm not pushing you too far, ma. Huh? I'm pushing myself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll all write a book, sir. Shall we together? Hmm? I think this is right. We are. We, I said, we are writing a book now, <clears throat> but not by me. We are all doing it together. Exactly. Therefore, it will be. It is right.
is an anonymous book, right? I tried several years ago because I wanted to be anonymous. I hate my name and all, you know, all that stuff, ambition, all, to speak to an audience behind a curtain. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't work at all. The Immeasurable Podcast is a project of the Krishnamurti Center, funded by the Krishnamurti Foundation of America. For information on our online community, programs, and how to support this work, please visit kfa.org.